0: He is the executive director for the Cowtown Foundation. And, Corey, I know that you're shaking and moving out there. Tell the audience what you got going on, and welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, brother? Man, I'm doing real well today. How are you doing, Mr. C.L.? I'm doing fantastically well, Corey. Tell us what's going on with that foundation. What kind of pots are you stirring?
1: <laughs> well, we're in the, uh, the home stretch now, and as you stated earlier, we have been speaking for the last couple of years about the plight of the black farmers and ranchers. And over the course of the last few years, you know, several significant events have happened. Uh, one being the uh, pandemic relief, which when I first started speaking with you was uh, taking in effect, and then they passed the 2021 American Rescue Plan Act that would. Uh, right off the debt for uh, socially, socially disadvantaged farmers, which have uh, been blocked uh, in uh, by a few courts under Section 105. So uh, my organization has uh, well, gone back to federal court and seen under Section 1006. But here lies the problem. So definitely a conspiracy against the debt relief of the, uh, for, for black farmers is basically what is... Uh, uh, aim towards, And what makes me say that is that Section 106 of the ARPA gives the Secretary of Agriculture Authority to settle uh, past discriminatory acts, and, uh, but it gave him discretion. And see, that was the kind of thing that uh, you with the history of, uh, especially Secretary Tom Sack, you cannot give him any kind of discretion to settle any kind of past acts. He has been the most egregious, egregious secretary uh, that will violate the uh,
0: rights of uh, underserved communities. Well, let me ask you and this so- then, Corey. Let me ask you this. Uh, give us an example of uh, a, a, an act in the past, and he might be happening now, even might be happening now, uh, that you want to cite to give us an idea of, of the of the egreg- the the egregiousness of all of this.
1: Okay, I will point to something. In fact, I'll give you two examples so I can uh, you know bring it full circle. In 1999, the largest civil rights act that was ever uh, won on behalf of uh, black farmers or black people in general, African Americans, was called Pickford versus Glickman, and basically the uh, USDA admitted to uh, discriminating uh, decades against. Uh, black farmers so it was for roughly about 2.4 billion dollars okay so part of the settlement agreement is that if you prevailed under track a they would give you 50,000 dollars and write off uh your debt and then if you went through a little more strenuous uh, a strenuous process uh you could get the actual damages so what uh secretary Billsack and a few of his predecessors did the black farmers never had an opportunity. Uh, they gave them $50,000, but they didn't write the debt off. The statistics show only 341 of those farmers got partial injunctive relief, which included paying off their debt, and $22,000
0: did not get anything at all. Now, let me ask you this. Did the debt then of some of the white farmers get paid off?
1: Yes, roughly $46 billion worth over the last three years.
0: And see, the, the, the theme of this show is, is, I'm trying to get to a point where we do heal the wounds of the past, but we stop the poisoning of our young people uh, for the future. And so, Corey, is this something that has to be healed? Is this something that has to be rectified in order for us to move on?
1: Well, when Congress has sought three times to, uh, to give the release of the farmers of, of uh, admitted practices. And somehow the people at the top, every time they do this, somehow Tom Bilsack ends up in this position, even though he quit the first time in his first tenure and he gets together with his cronies at the USDA and they figure out a way uh, with the Department of Justice on how they're going to uh, skirt around with uh, congressional acts. Then that's a problem. But, you know, when when I keep getting punched in the mouth, we can go for it, but I'm going to get my lick into it at some
0: point in time. I want when- this to be something that is, is rectified because when you talk about the white farmers uh, being uh, debts being relieved, black farmers getting $50,000, no debt relief, and Corey, has there been land lost? Have there been farms lost because of the overwhelming debt? And the lack of response from the federal government to the black farmer. Talk to us.
1: At, at the bottom of, uh, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Because what's happened is, is that if these farmers don't get paid off, they're going to let the dust settle over the next two years, and they're going to go back and they're going to take the land for these black farmers. Uh, the white farmers won't have a problem with it because they they've received so much uh, pandemic relief and still receiving it. And the way the rules and the regulations are uh, established at the USDA, you can't even get pandemic relief until they write off the past debt so you see what they have done. However, let me make this point. Uh, Last May, uh, there was an article in the uh, Washington Times where the American Bankers Association uh, basically wrote a letter to Tom Bilsack and says if you write off the black farmers' uh, guaranteed loans at these banks that we represent, 62,000 banks, we will not be inclined to loan black farmers' money in the future. Well, fortunately, I was able to get my hands on the actual copies of that, and we have brought suit Columbia and also in Nashville, Tennessee, against the Bankers Association. uh, Secretary Vilsack is not able to pull this off by himself. He has to have help. And what he's doing is he's taking the powerful lobbies like the American Bankers Association that has a great influence on the livelihoods of black farmers in particular with the, the, the banks being uh, with these loans, some of the loans being at these uh, the, uh, the banks. And so he's trying to basically blame it on the banks on why he hasn't written those things off. No, it's all about uh, foreclosing on black land. Well, That's, let's let's make, ask no
0: this, this question then. Okay, worst case scenario before we look at the best case scenario. Worst case scenario, what do they do with this land that is now foreclosed on?
1: They will sell it to white farmers at a reduced rate.
0: Hmm. This is why we're very interested, folks, in uh, you knowing what's going on here. Now you have all these people out in the street talking about this, and that black lives matter black the black farmer matters and 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 this is where are you now in this particular process of pushing back standing up against this?
1: Well, we have two lawsuits filed one in washington d c one in uh in Nashville, and with' basically it uh it's a declaratory judgment, so we're asking the courts to declare the rights of the black farmer under the Equal Protection Clause of the Fifth Amendment and also the Due Press Clause of, of the Fifth Amendment. Uh, and so basically, if we can get the courts to declare the rights to the black farmers, then the uh, USDA can be uh, held accountable for what they're doing. And the courts, just like some of the courts in Texas, have been the USDA, and this always by design, uh, from the, uh, writing off the debt under the, uh, the, the CARES Act, or the American Rescue Plan, uh, under Section 105, well, another court also has the uh, ability to make to remove the discretion from Bill Sack uh, from writing off the debt under that section with a Congress appropriate. What they didn't expect was somebody uh, like me who can interpret the law very well uh, that you know you still could, could give the debt relief that Congress uh, provided, and more so. Which is, you know, real ironic. If Tom Vilsack was serious, if Joe Biden was serious, they would have already written this uh, debt off. They waited 100 days to give the white farmers an opportunity to get a, a, a debt off the white, the black farmers. And typically, when the pandemic a uh, relief was provided, those farmers woke up seven days later with money in their account.
0: Wow. So, wow. Uh, let me ask you this. Well, of course, we're going to give you whatever exposure we can here on this show, the largest talk platform in the nation, red state talk radio. But I really would love for you to get more play on this and I'm going to do what I can to, uh, uh, see, but see those bankers and the people that you're just described, they also control both, both medias, both conservative and liberal media, because they advertise and the things that they own are advertised on those media. So so it's hard to get your message out there because of who it is you're pushing against.
1: Oh, without a doubt. But it gets even deeper. Other than the banks, if you look at it from the political fallout and what Sack is doing, he's uh, uh, he's clearing a political path. Uh, down in the state of Georgia, because we all know those Senate seats because of the balance right now. You know, a seat here, a seat there, it swings the balance of power in the Senate. So what Gilsack did was take about $75 million and distribute it, excuse me, to uh, black farm groups, not mine, but in the state of Georgia to buy their salads. Those groups didn't even ask for the money. They didn't even apply for the money. And so if they would give them money, in, in turn, those groups are planning on loaning this money back to black farmers if they have 150% collateral. That's worse than what the USDA is doing to them. But those groups are self-enriching, and they really have no effect. So what he's doing is making sure money does not actually get to the black farmers themselves. So he can say, yeah, we're doing a great job on civil rights. But he's making sure that money never reaches the black farmer, if that makes sense to you. Yeah,
0: yeah, I hear exactly what you're saying. Actually, uh, he put it down a rabbit hole, is what he did. Yeah, that's what he he put that money in a yeah. rabbit hole, and and so uh, that that is amazing. Uh, that story, that's an amazing story. I want to uh, thank you so much for being on with me tell folks how they can help you tell folks how they can contact you get your voice to where they are Corey lee take it away tell everybody about it
1: yeah if you'd like to uh, support our organization financially support our organization go to Caltown, the c-o-w-t-o-w-n foundation f-o-u-n d-a-t-i-o-n again that's caltownfoundation.org and there are several options you can do to help us in our uh, legal fight to make sure that the uh the socially disadvantaged farmers have representation and to help save uh, farms uh, around the country and also you can reach me personally at 615-308-7787 again that's 615-308-7787 that number is also uh, uh Located or can be found on the website uh, aforementioned.
0: God bless you and God keep you, is my prayer for you. I certainly hope that uh, we can help and we will continue to bring you on. Michelle, uh, put that on the calendar for the next time. And Corey, uh, I know that you'll continue to fight the good fight because you are fighting the good fight. Corey Lee, thank you, man.